We'll praise God one more time. God is still a friend of yours. Listen, there's no other name given upon the heaven that we can be saved by but the name of Jesus. And that, isn't that good to know that God, the Lord Jesus Christ himself, is the only name that you can use to be saved. Listen, there are some places um, that you just can't get in unless you name drop. There's some clubs you can't get in unless you drop a name. Glory, God. Well, heaven is a place that you can't get in unless you drop a name. Unless you believe on the name of Jesus Christ, you cannot get into that place. Hallelujah. Unless you drop the name of Jesus, you can't get the spirit. Unless you drop the name of Jesus, then you can't be saved. Jesus Christ has nowhere. There's no way you can get under him. There's no way you can get over him. There's no way you can get um to heaven any kind of way but by the name of Jesus. So the Bible says that every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. So believe on Jesus Christ today. Hallelujah. Let all the other names fade away. For Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Let's go in prayer right now. Father, we thank you right now because we know that, Father God, it is through here you we live, move, and have our very being. And so we just want to give your name praise. We just want to give your name glory. And we just want to give your name honor. There's no other God. There's no other one that we want to call on right now but you and so we thank you for all that you've done and what you're still doing but god bless you and keep you hallelujah i just want to come before you right now in the name of jesus um to bless you one more again off the word that we were speaking on yesterday when we was talking about faith and your faith right now could be on trial that's right the jury is out right now deliberating and they're going to come back with a verdict. And the verdict, you want to have your verdict be guilty. That's right. You want to be found guilty of having faith in Jesus Christ. You want to be found guilty of believing on the Lord for your salvation. You want to be found guilty of believing the Lord Jesus Christ and that he is the only God, the only name that you can call on to get salvation. That's what you want. You want to be found guilty for this trial. Not you don't you don't want to be found not guilty, <laughs> but you want to be found guilty of believing on Jesus. Hallelujah and glory to God. And I know that's what's going to happen for you, right? You're going to be found guilty of believing on the Lord. I want you to be found guilty of believing that Jesus Christ is Lord and God all by himself. And I just believe God for you and, and with that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Somebody said, why not? King can be found not guilty. No. Mm -mm. <laughs> not in this trial. See, you're not guilty of, of, of sin if you believe on Jesus. But in the bush, but right now your faith is on trial. This is a faith test. This is a faith trial. Hallelujah. Because there are some in your life that have showed up in your life and said you don't have any faith. There are some preachers who have said you don't have any faith. There is some circumstances that came up in your life that says you don't have any faith. And you want to prove your circumstance wrong. 
I want you to prove in the Shakaraba in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In the Bushikaraba, you want to prove right now that your circumstances is a lie and that you do have faith. You do have faith in Jesus Christ. Listen, yesterday I stopped preaching and teaching when we when we got to Jacob. In Hebrews chapter 11, I want to show you a man that faith was on trial. And I explained to you yesterday that how if you are have failed in something, that doesn't mean you don't have any faith. If you have habits, if you have mistakes in your life, that doesn't mean you don't have any faith. Many times we have told people that they don't have any faith simply because they might have made some mistakes or we don't think they're holy enough. So we say they don't have any faith. Who told you to judge another man's faith? The Bible says something very interesting. The Bible says, um, who is it that judges another man's servant? To his own master, he stands or falls. Who is it out there that is judging another man's servant? Hallelujah. Who told who put you in charge of another man's faith? <laughs> who told who put you in charge of whether or not somebody goes to heaven or hell? That is the Lord Himself. That is His um glory to God function. That is He the one who decides, glory to God, who goes to heaven or not. And He already decided it through His Word when He told us what it takes to get there. Jacob was a man that the Bible the Bible even calls the Bible even says that he's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But Jacob was a man that was not perfect. Jacob was a man that was he was some called him a trickster. Some called him a supplanter. Somebody argued me down one time and said, No, it was just his mother that was the trickster. No. No. Yes, his mother had a lot to do with it, no doubt. But Jacob was that trickster also. <laughs> he the one who tricked his brother, right? Well, he was of his mama command. Did he do it or did he not do it? Okay, then, then glory to God. Then he the one who tricked his brother and then tricked his daddy. And then he came to Laban's house, uh, his uncle, and thought he was going getting ready to get over, and he found himself being tricked himself. I will submit to you that Jacob came from a family of tricksters. You ever been in a family where it seemed like everybody was on a, a certain substance or uh, on, on, on uh, going through a different things and, and it passed down from generation to generation to generation? J uh, Jacob came, he, I guess he came from a family of tricksters if you read the Bible real closely. But that is nothing that, that is um, neither here nor there because you can read the, about Jacob in, in the book of Genesis starting at chapter 27. But I want to talk about Jacob in another sense that and according to the book of Hebrews, chapter 11 and verse 21, Jacob had faith. The Bible says in Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 21, it says, By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph in worship, leaning on the top of his staff. What is it? Jacob was a man of faith. Yes, he had mistakes. Yes, he was married to two sisters at one time. But Jacob had faith. Glory to God. Yes, he did. Jacob was a man that even though he was a man that made many mistakes, even though he was a man that some people today would call a player. But sometimes you can be a player by mistake because Jacob loved 
Rachel. But Rachel's daddy tricked Jacob into marrying the older sister Leah. And when Jacob found out he was tricked into marrying Leah, he decided, well, I want Rachel also because Rachel was a woman that he really loved. So Jacob found himself um, married to somebody else, but in love with somebody else. Have you ever been in a situation where you was married to somebody else, but in love with someone else? You ain't got to answer that. There are a lot of men and women of God right now. You're married to somebody right now, but you're in love with somebody else. You're married to a woman right now, but you're in love with somebody else. It shouldn't be that way. It sounds crazy. It sounds like a paradox. <laughs> but it actually is true. There are a lot of people out here right now. You even got to be a man or woman of God. There are a lot of folks right out here right now married and in love with somebody else. But you don't know nobody like that, do you? Jacob was that type man. Yes, he was married to Leah, but he was in love with Rachel. Yes, he slept with Leah, but he wanted Rachel. Yes, he was having children with Leah, but he wanted Rachel to have his children. Yes, he was in a household with Leah, but all the time he wanted Rachel. Have you ever been in that situation where you was having kids by somebody, married to somebody, but at the same time you wanted to be with somebody else? That's the situation that Jacob found himself in. But instead of getting rid of Leah, he decided, I need both women in my life. Well, that's what it, I guess that's what he, they had to do in those days and times. You can't get away with that today, can you? <laughs> All the time Jacob was going through this mess in his relationships. You're going to go through trials and tribulations in your relationships, marriages, and things like that. All the times he was going through this stuff, he was still the man of God. He was still God's man. And he was still the one that God was going to use to bring to birth forth the people of Israel. And then through all that chaos and confusion that Jacob was going through in his personal life, he was still able to birth forth the people of Israel. You're going through right now a whole lot of mess in your personal life, in your relationship life. You may be in a situation right now where you're seeing two people at the same time. You may be seeing two women at the same time. You may be not knowing who to marry or who not to marry. And you've been praying to God about it. You're saying, Lord, is he the one? Is she the one? And so on and so forth. You don't know if you want to marry the preacher or the pimp. You don't know if you want to marry the prostitute or the woman that, um, glory to God, is a virgin. You don't know what you want to do. You're confused. You're in the valley of confusion. But at the end of the day, when your faith is tried, God still will use you to do extraordinary things as soon as you get yourself together. And know that you're the man of God no matter what comes away in your life. You may be making mistakes. But at the end of the day, God will bless and deliver you. You don't believe it, do you? Because you've been going to places where you're saying, they're saying you got to be perfect to be used by God. You've been going to places where they told you that you got to be in the name of Jesus, or just an upstanding citizen to be used by God. You've been going to places where they told you you cannot have any mistakes if you want to be used by God. I'm not talking about being a bishop. I'm not talking about being a pastor, and you can be that. But I'm not talking about those things. I'm talking about being used of God. I'm talking about doing great things for God. A lot of times we think if we can only do great things for God, well, some people say, well, you got to have yourself cleaned up before you come to God. And you can't come to God any kind of way. Jacob came to God and wrestled with an angel all night long, and he was messed up and married to, to two women at the same time. 
and he had a whole lot of mess going on in his household, but he still came to God. Because how are you not going to be able to come to God if you're messed up? Because he's the only one that can get you right. You can't get yourself right. And that's why you got to keep pushing. Jacob was a man that had faith, but he had a problem. He had faith, but he had failures. He had faith, but he had setbacks. He had faith, but he was playing favoritism with his kids. He had faith, but he, he was married to one woman and yet loved another woman. He had faith, but he had foolishness going on. Yes, he had faith, but yes, he had turmoil. See, some of you right now have been going to places where they told you, you cannot, all these things cannot be going on at the same time. And that's why you won't come to church. That's why you won't praise God. That's why you won't pray. That's why you won't pursue God. Because you think you're not worthy enough. But who told you that? Only God can make you clean. And won't he make you clean inside? Glory to God. Let us go on to something. It says, by faith. Now, this, this is what Jacob, Jacob did. He, he was dying. Blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worship, leaning on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he was a dying, made mention of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. And you can read that in Genesis chapter 50, how when Joseph was dying, he told the people of God that, that God is going to bring them out of Egypt. And when God brings them out of Egypt, take my bones with you because I do not want to be buried in this place. I said this in my spirit and it may, and it may, you better get the revelation in 10, 20 years later. I don't know, but it may, it matters where you're buried. Oh, then you don't believe that. Yes, it matters where you're buried. In other words, it matters where you have set down roots. It matters where, where to you, that where God has buried you. Because one day God is going to call you out of darkness into his marvelous light. The revelation is, glory to God, that that what I'm saying is, don't die there. Rebu shakaraba, and I ain't talking about a physical death. I'm talking about a spiritual death. There's some of you right now ready to ready to give up, but God's saying, "Don't die there. No, don't die in this house. Don't settle down in this house. Don't settle down in this city. Don't die here. Mean when you're dead, that means things have stopped, right? God is saying, "No, don't stop here. No, this ain't the place you want to stop. This is not the place to stop having faith." This ain't the place to stop preaching. This ain't the place to stop teaching. No, don't stop there. Don't settle down here. Don't marry that one. Don't do this. Don't. Can we minister to you real quick? Can we keep going for a minute? Can we preach to you for a second? Hallelujah. Listen what else happens. It says, by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. The king's command was to kill all the, all the male childs. But, they, but Moses was hidden because they knew that Moses had a special call on his life. See, it don't matter what the devil is doing. When you got a call of God on your life, it don't matter if everybody else is dying around you. God will preserve you until you accomplish the thing that you were born to do. Some of you were born to preach. You were born to pastor. You were born to teach. You were born to subdue kingdoms. You were born to be CEOs. You were born to be kings. You were born to be rich. You were born to bless others. You were born for a specific person, for a specific purpose. You were born in the neighborhood. Some of you were just born to birth forth somebody who's going to be a great. So the mother, Moses' mother was born to birth forth um, Moses. He was born. I hear the Bible. I hear the Lord saying this to me. Some of you mothers right now, you were 
born to birth forth greatness. My God in here. That's why you are reboshi. Look what the Bible says here. He was a beautiful child, and they were not afraid of the king's command. Watch this. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called a son of Pharaoh's daughter. Because when you got a calling with life, money can't buy you out of your calling. The, the calling of God cannot be bribed out of your life. You cannot pay off the anointing and say, hey, man, don't be anointed. Here's a meal. Don't be anointed. Here's two meals. Because that money will perish because money can't stop the anointing. I feel like preaching up in here. Money can't stop the anointing. Watch what else the Bible says. Rebosh, it said by faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. When he refused that, he, refu he was refusing riches. He was refusing women. He was refusing honor. He was refusing fame and prestige and all the things that come along with being a pharaoh. He was refusing all that stuff. But he chose rather to self-affliction with the people of God. They enjoyed the, pass the passing of pleasure of sin for a season. What it's saying is this, that, is that sin is good, but it's only for a season. Have you ever noticed that when you sin, it's good for a while, but it's only for a season? Have you ever noticed sometimes when you're when you with that woman and you're sinning, it feels good? But all of a sudden it goes bad. All of a sudden you're depressed when it's over or you're upset because you don't got with somebody else. Or your mind is all jacked up. Sin is good for a season until you is good for you to be until that child support come. Sin is good for a season until they take you to court. Sin is good for a season until the locks change. Sin is, sin is good for a season until you go broke. Sin is good for a season until you're depressed. Sin is good for a season. Notice that it's only good for a season. That's why people talk about, well, we just fell out of love. No, you just fell out of lust. Sin is good for a season. Lust lasts only so long. Until that joker won't go to work. Sin is only good for a season. <laughs> My God in here. Can we go deeper into what God is saying here to us? Because your faith is on trial. And Moses wasn't a perfect man also. Joseph was not a perfect man. Jacob was not a perfect man. They had issues, but they had faith. Do you have issues in faith at the same time? It's possible to have issues in faith at the same time. You can't have issues in faith at the same time. Watch what this, we may have to call that this message. That's what this message is being called. As your faith is being on, tr on trial, it's possible to have issues in faith at the same time. Listen what, listen what happened to Moses. He didn't want to. He didn't want the pleasure of sin for the season, because temporary pleasure comes from sin, but it can lead to a lifetime of pain. Watch what else happens. He says he has seen the reproach of Christ greater riches than treasures in Egypt. I mean, how, is that, how is that possible? Christ was in the Old Testament. That's why I laugh at folks when they say Christ only appeared in the New Testament. What Bible you've been reading? Because according to the Bible, and according to the whole Bible, Jesus was in the Old Testament as well. For the Old Testament saints seen Christ afar off. My God, he says, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he looked to the reward. What reward? The reward of salvation. The reward of Christ. For Christ is our reward. Watch what else happens. He says, by faith, he forsook Egypt, 
See, when you leave someone that you feel that can do everything for you, for faith in someone who can do more than what you ever can imagine, it takes faith. You make it. You on a job making thirty dollars an hour, and God tell you leave that job. I got got some for you over here. And you say, wait a minute, God, I'm making thirty dollars an hour over here. Wait a minute, what you talking about? <laughs> he says, by faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Oh, by faith he kept the Passover and sprinkled on the blood, lest he he would destroy the firstborn should touch them. Watch this. He said, by faith. Moses sprinkled the blood on the door close. And the, and the God said, when I shall see the blood, I shall pass over you. But if I don't see the blood, then you will die with the Egyptians. But you will die with the Egyptians. But if I see the blood, when I see the blood, I'm going to pass over you. Which is a revelation that when, we, when God sees the blood of Jesus on us, sin and death passes over us. All because he sees the blood of his son Jesus. It was symbolic. See, you're not being saved because you're so good. You're not being saved because you got a long dress on. You're not being saved because you got some makeup on. You're not being saved because you don't wear earrings. You're not being saved because you don't have any tattoos. You're being saved because when God sees the blood of Jesus' son, Jesus Christ, that's why he passes over you. Not because you're so good. By faith, the Bible says they passed through the Red Sea by, by dry land, whereas the Egyptians attempted to do were drowned. See, the devil can't do what you can do because you're doing what you're doing by faith. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down as they were encircled for seven days. By faith, when the children of Israel marched around the walls of Jericho, the walls fell down flat. And I'm going to listen. I want to talk about that right now because there are some walls in your life. There's walls of bills, walls of depression. There's been walls of fornication. There's been walls of adultery. There's been walls of molestation. There's been walls around you right now. There's been walls around your mind in the name of Jesus. But if you can learn to march around those walls by faith, then the walls in your life will fall down flat. But it got to be done by faith. And faith sometimes, oftentimes, makes you look foolish. Because who marches around walls? Usually people get bulldozers to knock down walls. They may get explosives to, to tear down walls. Hallelujah. But God's saying march around the walls seven times. And when you march around these walls seven times, these walls are going to fall down flat. There are some walls in your life right now. Glory to God. That's been walls of religion and tradition. But if you can write now in the book, in the name of Jesus, learn how to march around those walls. Pray with me right now. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, there are walls over my brothers and sisters right now. There are walls of tradition. There's walls of religion. There's been walls of bad doctrine and false doctrine, tradition, religion. There's been walls of other people's opinions and judgments. There have been walls right now of self-doubt and fear and unbelief. There's been walls right now, Father God, over our lives. And they've been there for years. And Father, we don't know what to do with them. But you just spoke to us right now, Father God, and said the walls will fall down flat by faith. 
if we can just march around those walls, if we can march around the walls of tradition, if we can walk, march around the walls of police brutality. There's been somebody right now, Father God, that's been died, denied alone at the bank. I wish somebody right now would have the faith to march around the bank right now and watch the walls fall down flat. There's been somebody right now, Father God, that got bills they can't pay. But if they can set their bills in the middle of the floor and just march around those bills seven times, you would give them the plan to come out of that debt. Right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, there's walls, Father God, of fornication. There's walls, Father God, of, of red, not perversion. But right now, Father, they can just march around those walls and those walls will fall down flat. Right now, Father, it sounds foolish, doesn't it? It sounds ridiculous, man of God, doesn't it? But right now, your church has not been growing. But if you can just go to that church right now and march around the church seven times, watch God turn your situation around. There's walls right now. That we don't think. There's walls of racism. Walls Walls of fear. But if we can just march right now in the name of Jesus, we know this thing will fall down flat in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Listen to me right now. He says, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven, after they marched around. Cool. If you can just read the book of Joshua around chapter six, you will see what we're talking about. The Bible says also says this, by faith, the harlot, a harlot is a prostitute. A harlot is a woman that's selling her body for money. But I found out that a harlot doesn't have to even be a woman. I found out now that a harlot can be a man too. The, the, it says, but by faith, the harlot Rahab. And I'm going to start right there. And I'm just going to come back tomorrow. <laughs> and talk about how a prostitute can have some faith also. Listen, if it's a word, then I must have did it. And if it's not, then I wasn't with it. March around those walls, baby. Stay committed.